Hey everybody, it's Matt Shu from Upright Health, and today we are back with a podcast episode where we're going to be talking about a book, Move Your DNA by Katie Bowman. That's the textbook for today's lesson. And we're going to be talking about a question that I get asked a lot, and we're going to be talking about the answer to that question um, and how you need to reframe how you think about your body to really effectively answer the question for yourself and for your specific context. Okay, so um, I apologize. It's taken me so long to do another podcast episode. I've just been cranking out videos and focusing on all kinds of different things, working on my own health issues, um, getting stronger for surfing and climbing and trying to raise a kid and doing all kinds of family things. So I apologize. None of that is your fault. Let's get into uh, today's episode. So the question that I hear a lot, I see a lot in the comments is basically, um, what can I do to stay out of pain or suffering while still doing all the things that I've been doing that unfortunately led to my pain and suffering? Um, and so it's this very broad question of like, for example, I, you know, you get back pain, you get out of back pain, or you start seeing that exercise can get you out of back pain, and then you ask, well, how do I, how do I avoid getting back pain ever again? I, I want to be working at the desk, um, you know, 18 hours a day without hip pain. How do I do that? I need to see patients and sit in my little rolling stool for 12 hours a day, and I don't want any hip, knee, or back pain, or shoulder pain, or neck pain. How do I avoid that while still doing this? For dentists, I've had this conversation and, and seen dentists complain about this. Um, many, many, many times, you know, how do I hunch over my patients for, you know, 10, 12 hours a day and not end up with hunchback posture, okay? And so this question comes up in many forms. For you, it might be how do I drive for 14 hours at a time and not feel any hip pain or back pain or whatever it is, okay? There is a real shift in thinking that needs to happen in order to answer that question fully. Because the answer you're probably looking for, and the answer I know I've always been looking for when it came to all kinds of aches and pains was, um, well, yeah, you just do these couple exercises, you know, three times a day and you'll be fine, right? Um, for me, it came up as like, how do I keep um, typing? How do I keep sitting at the computer and working without feeling hand and wrist pain without my shoulder feeling really loose and you know upset all the time and, and unstable. How do I um, basically just sit on my butt without my hips feeling really weak and without my legs and ankles feeling really weak? I want to be able to do what everybody else does, which is just sit all day, but I also want to feel good after I'm done doing that so that when I go sit on the couch, I feel good. All right. So, um, this is the nature of the question that we all ask. It's very natural because we look around our, our environment and we say, everybody else is doing this and nobody else is, you know, in the moment complaining about how much pain they're experiencing. But, uh, so, so why can't I do this same thing without pain? Okay. And so <clears throat> that brings me to the book, Move Your DNA. This is the expanded edition, expanded edition by Katie Bowman. Highly recommend this book. If you haven't already read this book, 
I highly, highly recommend it because it can really help you shift your thinking on what your body needs to feel good, what your body is evolved to actually do. I don't really love the title. It sounds like it's really, um, I don't know, pseudoscientific or whatever, but I will tell you, it's well worth the read. It's not pseudoscientific. It's not hippy-dippy. It's not airy-fairy. It's not woo-woo. It's nitty-gritty nuts and bolts um, physiology and biology. So highly recommend this book. I'm just going to read a little snippet to you to help you understand what I'm getting at when we're talking about these questions. Okay, so um, there's a part here on page 22 where you see a drawing of a whale. And um, there's something special that happens with whales that are in captivity. Um, so Katie Bowman mentions here, you might have noticed the collapsed dorsal fin of the killer whale when it's in captivity. So when the killer whale is swimming around in its big fish bowl at whatever aquarium or animal park it's being held captive, that dorsal fin, that fin on the top, gets flaccid, okay? Um, so she calls it flaccid fin syndrome and um, or folded fin syndrome. Um, this is super common for these, these orcas. And the question is, why is that happening? And so some marine biologists were thinking about this question and they were like, well, what are they doing different um, in captivity versus when they're out in the wild? And there are a couple things. One is in captivity, they swim only in a counterclockwise circle. Two, they're kept in shallow tanks, so they miss out on moving through higher static fluid pressure environments um, created by oceanic depths. So meaning they don't get to go deep, so they don't feel the pressures of more water on them. Um, the diet of an orca in captivity is different. The food has lower water content than in nature, so their diet changes. They're no longer eating the stuff they would normally eat. And the amount of time an orca spends at the surface is greater when in captivity, so that it's kind of like number two also, right? But it's kind of the extreme end of that. If the fin is up near the surface of the water, it can just be like flapping around in the air rather than resisting and working with forces of the water that are pushing against it. Um, <clears throat> so with, um, with this, we need to think about how we are living our lives somewhat as orcas, okay? So you think about what your human body um, used to do or what a human body used to have to do on a regular basis. And, you know, some human bodies in less, um, I don't know, less industrialized nations still have to do some of these things. You have to walk to go find food and water or you might have to just walk a couple miles to gather water every day for everybody in your family or in your village. You might have to wander around gathering sticks. You might have to wander around gathering food. You might need to wander, crawl, climb, hike, sprint, whatever it is to get your food on a regular basis. If not daily, then a couple times a week. 
you might have to do all kinds of physical things that challenge your muscles and your bones on a regular basis to stay strong and ready for a wide variety of activities. Now, when we look at our lives, we can see the parallels to what's going on with an orca, right? The orca is swimming around deep, deep, deep water, feeling water pressure, feeling the, um, the weight, so to speak, of the water against its fin. That fin is constantly exposed to all kinds of forces on it, and that fin stays strong, it stays healthy, it doesn't fold, it doesn't get flaccid. For humans, we used to be exposed to all those forces, we used to be exposed to all those challenges and all those daily physical tasks. Now, pretty much all of those within an, a modern industrial society have been removed. So then you're sitting on a chair for the vast majority of your day, and then the rest of the time you're sitting in the couch or in your car seat, or you are lying down in bed on TikTok or whatever it is you use, right? So we've removed a whole lot of movement, which then results in flaccid human, right? Just total flaccid human syndrome. Now, you can fight that, of course. You can do other things like lifting weights. You can do resistance training, all things that are good, as long as they're done in a way that provides a variety for the body, right? Because if you overdo and consistently, repetitively do just one thing over and over again, you're not really recreating the conditions that would have otherwise kept your whole body mobile and reasonably strong and reasonably resilient. Instead, you're going to just strengthen the same pattern over and over and over again, and that is going to cause its own set of issues. Right? So if you think about your body and you think about, oh man, like I don't understand why it's hurting. I don't understand why I don't have any muscle. I don't understand why my hips feel so weak. Why does it feel like I can't move my hips the way they're supposed to move? Think about the killer whale. Think about the orca. Why is its fin not staying straight when it's in captivity? It's lost all of the natural challenges that it would normally face. And so, fin flops, right? Now, could the orca find a trainer to help it do fin exercises? Or could these marine biologists perhaps set up a system where they spray the fin on a regular basis, maybe every day, 20 minutes a day, they do a, a unilateral dorsal fin uh, pressure therapy, right? And spray the fin from one direction for, 20, or for 10 minutes and then 10 minutes from the other direction. And then when there's a weaker, floppier direction, then they, they do this asymmetrically to try to strengthen the uh, ligamentous tissue and get that fin used to being more uh, erect. Yeah, that's possible. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody's thought of that. Right? So you could, you know, narrow your focus in and say, okay, well, the fin is the problem. Let's fix the fin by dealing with or, or recreating the forces that would keep that fin straight. 
right? That's not a terrible solution, but I think you can see how that's a little bit narrow in focus. And so when you are trying to, say, restore this orca's overall health, if you want this orca to actually feel really good, you know, if Free Willy, which is, I realize, a very old reference that maybe some people don't, won't even get, um, Free Willy could talk and tell us, like, hey, here's how I'm feeling today. Do you think Free Willy, it's a movie, by the way, it's an old movie, uh, if, if Free Willy could tell us, you know, hey, I don't feel so good today, I want to feel better, do you think he would tell us, um, you know what, my fin feels really floppy, and I just like, I would just like a couple exercises, or if you could do some massage, or, or like, do you have like a special, you know, Theragun that could like keep my fin straight? I don't think he would say that, right? In order to feel physically great, you have to change a whole lot of things. You have to change the whole environment. That fin is just one symptom of a larger problem, which is that the whale is stuck in a tiny fishbowl rather than living out in the wide open water. So what does that mean for you and me as human beings? Well, if we have something like, oh, a flaccid hip, a flaccid knee, a flaccid ankle, a flaccid shoulder, you know, weak whatever, weak back muscles, weak shoulder muscles, weak hips, blah, 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 or overused or repetitively used in, and used in an imbalanced way. We have to realize that the solution in the short term could be and probably should be corrective activities, corrective exercises, things that restore, that really clearly restore the balance. And the long-term bigger picture should be to figure out how to change our daily environment and daily challenges so that we are getting more physical challenges in a variety of ways so that our body becomes better in a variety of positions. And so our body becomes acclimated to a variety of positions and a variety of demands. Because we spend so much time in our chairs and in seats, you know, many, many people in, in modern Western society can't even sit cross-legged, let alone sit in a position that in the past would have been completely easy and obvious and, and would be an unquestionably necessary position because how else would you poo except for doing it in a deep squat? So, you know, you have to, you, you have to look at the way human society, Western, human, Western human society works right now, the technological, technologically driven, industrially obsessed society works, is to consistently distance ourselves from what, from motions that used to be required for survival. Because it, you know, in the short term, it feels like, yeah, it makes life easier because, you know, I don't have to get all the way to the ground. I can just sit on the toilet, right? 
and that's fine. But over, over time, the cost is you're not able to actually get to the ground anymore because you've removed that repetition from your daily life and you remove the necessity. So your muscles and your brain have basically all decided, well, we don't use that circuitry anymore and we don't use those pieces, so we don't need to do it, right? So if you ask Free Willy, well, how do I, you know, <clears throat> if you ask Free Willy, what do you want to do, right? What's, what, what do you think is going to help you feel the best? Free Willy is going to tell you he wants to be free so he can go do the stuff his body really wants to do, that his body, frankly, probably needs to do. And so when you have a flaccid fin, wherever that is on your body, then, you know, you have to ask, what's going to actually make the big difference for me in a larger context? Yes, do the corrective exercise. Obviously, do things that, let, that are going to restore function and strength and flexibility. And also, ask yourself, on a daily basis, is there something more? Is there something about your life that needs to change so that it doesn't feel like you're just layering extra work on top of whatever your modern life looks like, right? So if you're, you're already spending 12 hours sitting and giving yourself a terrible case of flaccid fin syndrome, then are you going to feel good having to do an hour a day of exercise just so you can do 12 hours a day of sitting? Probably not. It's, it's just going to feel like you are treading water, so to speak. Um, right? It's going to feel like you're spinning your wheels. It's like, oh, I'm sort of fighting an uphill battle because you're, you're basically putting yourself into a tiny fishbowl and then trying to do corrective exercises for the fin. Whereas if you said, okay, what if, what if my fishbowl were bigger? What if I weren't always stuck there? What if I thought about what my body really needs and tried to change something about my overall life that made it more full of movements that allowed my body to do different things throughout the day? Obviously, we live in a modern world. You probably, well probably feel like you don't have the time to, you know, walk down to whatever location to go get food and water or whatever, and maybe it's not affordable for most people to go, you know, walk down to... Actually, I know this is a perfect example, okay? So you could walk to go get coffee, probably, right? You might see it as like a... like. I don't, I don't personally drink coffee, so I'm not telling you to go do this, but I know a lot of people out there drink coffee and like to have their morning cup of coffee. What if your morning coffee, morning coffee required you to walk? What if you walked even two blocks or a quarter mile to go get your coffee, right? What if something in your daily routine required you to walk? You know, if you go camping, you know, you have to get up and do a whole bunch of physical things that changes the whole rhythm of your day, that changes how your body feels. You wake up, you got to do stuff, get prepared, walk to, walk to wherever to go poo or pee, then start making food um, throughout the day. You're doing different physical activities to, you know, prepare. All those things change how your body feels. 
if you don't like camping, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not a huge camper, but like I do it occasionally and it definitely changes things, right? It makes me have to move more. Might make me stiffer because I'm sleeping and sleeping more or less on the ground with a little bit of cushion. But, um, you know, that means I have to move some more, walk some more, stretch out a little bit more, let my body loosen up. Whereas on a regular basis, maybe in my day, I just sit at the desk. But if you're sitting at a desk, what about at lunch? What about every hour? Can you get up? Can you move? Can you squat? Can you do the splits? Can you think about going into an awkward stretched position? Can you find something, some way that's going to challenge your body? Do you have a bar somewhere that you can hold on to? Can you do some movement that requires some muscular effort that requires your brain to coordinate something differently? Can you go dancing for five minutes somewhere in a closet or in a separate bedroom if you work from home or in a conference room at your law firm? Probably not, but, well, you probably could, but I don't know how long you'd be there um, at the firm. <laughs> anyway, you know, it's, it's important for you to find places where you can work this in and find opportunities to change the daily rhythm or even the weekly rhythm of your life. I guarantee it'll also change the way you think about things too. Like you might find, oh, hmm, I didn't realize the solution to some of my problems was so easy. And not just physical problems, I mean all kinds of different problems, right? Like if you just started walking more, if you were gardening more, if you were using your body in funky positions more, it will trigger, I guarantee it will trigger more creative thinking um, to help you see parallels, to help you see patterns, and to help you um, think and address problems in a more flexible way. I, I have seen that for myself time and again. Um, every, everybody I know who engages in a physical practice um, reports the same thing. I'm pretty sure I've even seen research on this, but uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, but I believe on Huberman Lab, which is uh, another podcast slash, it's like a science podcast and, and also on YouTube show thing um, with a, a Stanford scientist who just dives deep into neuroscience and stuff. And Anyway, he's talked about ways to get your brain to be more malleable, to increase neuroplasticity. And one of the methods um, is actually to get yourself into situations where you're kind of off balance, literally physically off balance, so that your brain is primed to actually start laying down new wiring to figure out how to solve problems. If I can find the link to that episode, I will drop it uh, in the show notes, okay? So, to recap, we think about how do I stay out of pain? How do I deal with my own flaccid fin syndrome? The answer is do the corrective work. Do the stuff that's going to help it, obviously, in the short term. Figure out what muscle balance means and what muscle imbalance means um, for your body and how that's affecting you. And bigger picture is figure out how you can make changes to your life that allow your body to stay stronger and healthier and more 
resilient, right? The way to do that is by making yourself more physically active on a regular basis as a regular part of your day. Capiche? Okay, so if you don't know what the heck a muscle imbalance is or how to figure out if you have them, uh, I'm going to drop notes, uh, links in the show notes about muscle imbalances. I have some resources there that will help you big time. Um, if you already know and you're like, hey, I really need help with corrective exercise. I just need somebody to kind of lay it out for me. I can do that for you as well. You can go to my, my playlists, which I will link uh, with free follow-along videos on YouTube. You can go to uprighthealth.com slash DIY for my do-it-yourself programs. Those are all video-based that you can do at home. You can work on your back pain, which is like a full body program. You can work on your shoulder pain, which is basically the upper half of your body, plus a bunch of shoulder stuff, which is really focused on getting your shoulders moving well and getting strong and flexible um, within reason, right? It's not going to make you an acrobat, but it's going to get you to be a functioning normal primate okay um you know i got hip programs healthy hips one the fai fix both of those can be really helpful for restoring hip mobility check out whatever makes sense to you whatever feels right to you use the free resources um, on uprighthealth.com to really educate yourself so that you can think right move right and feel right um, i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope this was helpful for you um, if you did like this, drop me a comment wherever you are listening to or, or even watching this. Um, subscribe on YouTube, on Spotify, wherever you are. And if you can write a review, I'd also really appreciate it. It helps bump the show up uh, in the rankings, which like sort of matters to me. But it matters in the sense that um, if I know people are listening and are benefiting from this content, then make more of it um, because you know this is also a nice way to do things where I don't have to edit too darn much <laughs> so I uh, appreciate it um, go to my website uprighthealth.com click the like buttons all those things and as always I hope you remember that pain sucks life shouldn't <laughs>